that's the sound of us being back. Oh, it is August 18th, 2014, Lord, and I am broadcasting from the heartland of hardship on our block today. What seems to be a fucking 30 main water mains have exploded, which means that the Peterson household is without running water. I'm grimy, I'm filthy, the dogs are just, they've descended into madness, they're snapping and snarling, that Sam can't shave his face or shave his ass hair, it's just, it's a nightmare here, and, and we're hoping that pretty soon someone will send help, someone no, that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. This is our triumphant return from the endless black silence of the past few months. No more! Will our six and a half listeners be starved for blabber and chatter with the drunk and the green-haired harpy? Now, we've been down for a few months now. We recorded this episode, the one you're about to hear, back in April. Uh, Marlon, that little uh, little indie horror film I shot recently, I'm still wrapping up. You might have heard of it. Uh, I've been working on Marlon for a little over half a year. About eight months. Full tilt. No rest for the wicked. And I burned the fuck out. Oh my god, did I ever. I didn't manage my time properly. I burned out hard. Pepper, get off my lap. Uh, no, I burned out, so I took a few months focused on editing, decompressing, but now we're back. I'm, ke- I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna scream up from the fucking mountains. We are back! Bird and I are recording ahead on Chatman and Robin. I'm looking to get uh, a few new episodes of Chatman and Blabbermouth with Mariah Rosado uh, put together, and I'm trying to put together a new podcast called Morning Word. Let that sink in. Copyright Max Peterson. Morning Word. One letter away. Um, if I can find somebody in my small world willing to do a morning show with me, fucking everybody I know sleeps until 11, noon, wakes up, pours some Jameson over some graham crackers, calls that breakfast, smokes a little weed. I need someone into coffee, into talking about, uh, entertainment, into talking about music, into talking about just absolutely fucking nothing, but who's willing to wake up at 9 o'clock. Dogs, fuck off! Hey! Hey! Anyway. I need to, I want to do a show with a little bit more structure, and I'm going to try and uh, put a little bit of structure to the shows we already have. Everything seems to be a little sporadic right now as we get back into the swing of things. As you can probably hear right here, you know, show where I'm not like, fuck off, dog, god damn it, you pieces of shit. <clears throat> anyway, we're going to, you know, I want to do a morning show with some established bits. Um, uh, we cover some, some of the same type of news every day just to give people a little structure. Do you fucking hear that? Do people at home hear that? I have to live with insanity every day. You know what? Enough blather. It's time to chatter. So settle back, prepare yourselves for an hour and a half, almost. I don't know, it might be a little bit less than that, but a good, long chunk of oral pleasure. We're not heroes. It's just a podcast. We're not heroes. We're doing this for fun. We're not heroes. It's just a podcast. Welcome to Chatman and Robin. Um, I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. And uh, this is the second part of the Married to Marlin series of interviews. The last one wasn't much of an interview. The last one was me talking a ton rather than um, asking Bird questions and letting her get on mic. Um, So I'm going to do my best today to uh, just turn the questions over to her and I'll fill in the gaps in her memory as much as possible as we paint you a portrait of married life during the filming of a feature-length psychological sexual thriller horror dark black comedy or whatever. (laughs) 
Let me tell him. As we paint you a portrait of a marriage on the rocks. As we oh, paint you a portrait of a filmmaking fiasco. Fest. Oh, yeah. Fiasco, maybe. It's a Sorry, little more PC. Know. No, I mean, it wasn't much. It was alliterative. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, one, wasn't much of a fuck fest either because there was a lot of like. We'll get to you that. Cut that mostly, we'll get yeah. that today. What? Cut the fucking? Yeah, you cut a lot of it out of the script. Oh, I was talking about our like our marriage because remember this isn't oh, about Marlon. Yeah, this is not much. <laughs> it wasn't much of that either because there was a lot of fighting and a lot of shooting and a lot, well, not like guns, but like you know, film. But um, that's what this is going to be. It's less about the movie and more about your experience being married to the movie itself, Marlon, and also to the guy playing. Marlon, which, as we will find out today, based on our conversations before we went on mic, was not a very fun experience. Um, so do you remember of the early shoots where you're working on, uh, you know, we last, uh, last episode we covered uh, finish, finishing up the Indiegogo, we finished up uh, casting and crewing up, and we actually have an update for some one of the crew members today, which I think is kind of funny. <gasps> I'm so still glad Still won't say, up. still won't say... The person's name. You can't leave Why it. Why not? You can't, it's in the news. I know it is, but I I don't want to tie that person to the movie. It is in the newspaper, though. I guess. Where did you put it? I recycled it. It's over here. Oh. Um. You can't get up when I'm giving you a lead in, because then I'm like, oh, no bird, and like from the other. But room. I was like, we have to get information. All right, I got There's it. I will facts. read the. I will read this to everybody because it is in the news now. Just so. read the. The, the main points, but mm -hmm. when we get to it. When we get to it, right, 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 right. Okay, um, so that, that's what we did last time. We covered up uh, We covered up to, through the Indiegogo, the crew, the cast, and we were just about to start rolling the very first shoots of Marlon, the first scenes captured on digital. Bird, what, was it, what do you remember of the early shoots well, from your actually, perspective? Well, actually, what was the first scene we shot? The first scene we shot was Marlon driving in his... He's driving oh, in his car. Okay. He's smoking a cigar. It was right. me and you. My brother and his wife. Um, now wife, then fiancé. Um, and Stephen Wardell. And Stephen Wardell. He listened to the last it, podcast, by the way. <laughs> Yay, one person like, listened to hey, it. man, you were, No, he listened. I, I, I asked him, I told him to go listen to it because I jerked him off for six minutes on the air. Because you were like, oh, you, you're just jerking him off. And he was like, hey, man, you actually, you were jerking me off. And I was like, yeah, Stephen, I was jerking you off. It was big circle, jerk, jerk. Oh, my God. Anyway, okay. he was there. Tell us about that. Um, it was very um, scary and dangerous. Dangerous. And it was a little dangerous. There um, was some danger involved for sure. Snowy roads. Yeah, I mean, Stephen was riding on the hood of our car, and I was just like, I can't look because I was so certain that he was gonna fall off the hood and get like run over by the back run tires. Over. <laughs> yeah, I, I was so sure that was gonna happen. Thank God it didn't. Right. Um. Because he would be in jail. <laughs> yeah, and the Marlin never would have been made. And that's what's important. The movie um, never would have gotten made. Um, so that one was, you know, kind of nerve-wracking, mm -hmm. but fun, very cold. It was really cold. Yeah, well, I remember that. From was that was when it was like back, 40 below. Back in the middle of the, yeah, when we were constantly having those negative 20 days, negative 26 days, or in, and when wind chill was taking it down to negative 30. What I remember from that day most was... 
Um, we, I wanted uh, Marlon to be smoking a cigar. Steven was oh. shooting inside the car. I was smoking a Corona. And I just remember we were listening to, to get in, because there was no audio recorded in the scene, because I'm just going to put the soundtrack over it. And what I remember is um, we threw in the CD, uh, this band called I Hate God, which is uh, like an absolutely brutal, like uh, sludge, doom sort of noise band. Um, just lots of screaming that incorporate like shattered glass and anyway I, me I remember listening to that at full volume and just power smoking this Corona to oh. generate enough smoke to like appear on screen right, right. to like show in the camera because in our car right in the car which bird let me smoke I think four cigars in the car for Marlon but uh, anyway I, I was I remember I was smoking uh, the cigar, like if you watch the, some of the footage with John Shiby where John, who does not smoke, lit one of the cigars, it goes out pretty quickly. The few puffs he does take generate very little smoke. Every time you watch me smoke on screen, I am just powering through the cigar to fill the room essentially to get this like hazy look. It looks really cool, but I remember I did it in the car. Um, like, Why didn't we just this, like, simulate that? That in retrospect seems I, like, so... Stupid. I love no because no no because like dry ice does not look like cigar smoke as far as I can tell nothing quite looks like cigar smoke cigar smoke is heavy and it hangs for a long time and it looks cool it paid off and okay. plus I got to smoke well. a lot of cigars and I love cigars love them <sighs> but I remember uh, I remember uh, power smoking this uh, Corona getting kind of like dizzy like I was starting to get like uh. like really like tobacco dizzy. And I'm like hotboxing the car because I don't want the smoke to just blow out the window because then I'm, why am I smoking this thing at all? Steven's sitting next to me. And I remember being like, uh, Steven, I hope you don't mind like that I'm smoking a cigar, man. I know they're, they can be a bit pungent. I like turned to look over at him and he was filming with a cigarette in his mouth. He's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Every, and that's pretty much become synonymous with Steven ever since then. His Facebook profile picture for a long time was him just standing in the, um, like in the middle of a... Uh, like one of Nowhere. our sets, yeah, with uh, with the shoulder rig, um, this like huge filmmaker scarf and a cigar, and it's just such <laughs> a perfect picture for him. Um, but yeah, that was their first shoot. Now, as the shoots progressed, Bird and I began to run into troubles on yeah. set. Bird, tell us about that. Um, the second shoot that I remember being on, I believe, was the party scene, mm. and. Um, Oh God, it didn't go well for so many reasons. Um, not the least of which was that you and I just can't both be in control. I was supposed to be there as an assistant director. Because I can direct and act at the same time. Um, and I was in a lot of the early scenes. I just wanted someone on set to, uh, who would, you know, as I played Marlon, who would give me direction to keep my performance consistent. Which, once, as you'll find out, Bird eventually dropped. Uh, I just didn't go anymore. Yeah, I wasn't gonna, I, I didn't wanna, I kinda wanted to build up to it, but uh, so I was like, oh, should I say it, should I not? But yeah, she stopped coming to shoots, and uh, my performance became, like, increasingly sporadic. But when you watch the footage, it still works because Marlon's becoming unhinged, like progressively unhinged, you know? Um, so, like, my unofficial director, like assistant director, sort of at one point was Adam Lau, Bird. And after that, uh, people would just kind of call out stuff that I should try. And, like, everybody sort of directed me as Marlon. Um, a lot of it I just tried to self-correct as much as possible. But, uh, yeah, so... 
but you were great as the assistant director for the first couple that you were there. But when I was not on camera and was directing, I felt like you were like you kind of were still directing. And then when you have two directors, too many cooks in the kitchen, man. We just we ran the set differently. I'm sorry. I keep going. I, I think it was more than just that, though. I was getting really frustrated with um, how long everything took. White balance. White balancing drove me absolutely nuts. The um, camera thing. Bird was not big on like the act, the, uh, the the technical aspect of, you know, we we set the shot up and all the actors are ready and then it's hurry up and wait while everybody gets their angles and the audio levels are checked and white balance is checked and focus is checked and everybody makes sure that they're at 1080. 24 frames a second, shutter speed of 30. Um, that all takes a long time. So basically what we figured out, um, I went, by the end of shooting, we all knew the drill. All the actors knew the drill. Bring your homework. Everybody just chill out. Um, I'm, there was one shoot, Ryan brought some beers and me and me and Ryan smoked cigars while Tyler set up all the angles and stuff. Um, making movies is a lot of frenetic action and then a whole lot of nothing and it takes hours sometimes to just which i hate which that's bird just hates. something bird, that i hate bird is I very like do, 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 constantly if i'm if i'm working on a project it needs to be constantly happening right. you know there and needs that, to be progress being made and, and i didn't feel like that was something that was happening that is part of the progress but i can see how that would drive you crazy okay so yeah we we just had to not work together on that anymore so i just stopped going because it started fights yeah. we, we just started kind of having shorter fuses with each other on set and and at home at home which let's talk about that now we had over the course of the three months that we shot marlin we had three massive fights we, we had fights. a lot of fights there were a lot of like little nitpicky nights and like a lot of like bitching on both sides um which is like this the movie the movie cost you and I a lot personally and we went through a lot personally because I was I was always in the movie I was always I had my head in the movie all the time and it made me kind of an absent partner um you know we were we had just gotten married in May and now uh, like if I think I started working on Marlon in June late June, July, something like that. I started working on Marlon just a few months after we got married. And it really, like, we know here we are newly married. I mean, to, know, to be fair, we've known each other. We've been dating for five years. Mm -hmm. So we've, you know, been in a relationship for a long time. It's not like I just met her, married her, and then was like, all right, now fuck off. I'm going to go do a movie. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was kind of checked out, for the, especially the first month. Like, as each month went on, um, as we got more into shooting, I kind of figured out um, how to be pay attention to the movie, but also pay attention at home and and that sort of thing. But I wasn't I wasn't good about it at all for the entire run. Those three months are not ever going to be held up as the gold standard of like how our relationship should work in this house. Good God, no! That's like that was me at my absolute worst as a as a I don't know husband, lover, fighter, patriot. <laughs> or what? I don't know. I didn't know how to say it, so I just went there. Um, the first big fight came. You remember? Uh, do you, you remember the first big fight? 
Vaguely. I remember the first two. Bird is gonna rock you with some science when we get to the third one, cause she knows the. That deets. was the big one. Yeah, and we let's try and handle these fights. I know they are they're fucked up. Let me just tell you, these are bad bad fights that end up. You know, spoiler spoilers. We didn't get divorced. Bird and I are still married, but one of them. I'm certainly not proud of anything that was said yeah. or done. Um, like there was threats of leaving. There was, a, at one point, like, like leaving, not just, like, I'm going to find a new place to live until this movie's fucking done, but, like, I'm done, like, leaving, leaving. That was on the table at one point. Things were not good. But, because this is, in general, uh, a podcast that's <laughs> meant to, like, entertain and such, um, okay, let's try and, let's try and treat these as lightly as possible. Let's, I mean, it's hard, you can look back on regular fights and laugh, these are not fights that are easy to laugh at, let me tell you what. But Bird and I, for the sake of all of you, um, are, you know, well, we're, we're going to do full this, disclosure. Uh, but this first one was actually kind of funny. It's kind of funny now. It's funny now that I have, I'm holding in front of me, uh, the crime beat. <laughs> Which, uh, this, I mean, the, the first fight, I feel yeah. stupid now because the first fight was kind of, could have been avoided had I known. Could have, But I mean, yeah, we, there's but, no way I could know. have known this is... Uh, this is pretty recent paper. I don't know what the date is on this. April 10th. Yeah, this is April 10th, so this is relatively recent. So I couldn't have avoided this fight, but no. I think this is this is pretty funny. Um, but we will try and treat these fights with levity and try and find the brighter side of them, even though, even while Bird is, we're like, and then Bird was like, fuck you, you fucking cunt, I'm gonna leave you. <laughs> I mean, it probably, the levity probably won't play very well, but, you know, for, for the sake of full disclosure, you know, Marlon was a great experience for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it did cost quite a bit. Um, on a personal and emotional level, so we're gonna have to cover that just to just to tell the story and to be to be honest about the process. I mean, you know, all you filmmakers out there, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, it's all uh, it's all you know rainbows and puppies. Well, I was gonna say, and like, it's not all like starlets and blowjobs and <laughs> you know, because I mean, what are, young filmmakers don't want rainbows and puppies. They want like. I they want like independent spirit awards and like weird casting couch, you know, three ways. Ew. What? They I do. hope that doesn't actually happen. Casting couch? It totally does. Hollywood's oh, really skeezy. So I've already sad. made a promise not to be that guy. If I ever you make better that... not be that guy. Well, if I ever make that movie, if I ever make a movie again, I'm never gonna do. I'm not. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like skeezy and underhanded like that. I think that's fucked up. Men are pigs. Anyway, first fight. Uh, to give you a little bit of background, I'll, I'll rock us through the first two real quick to get to that third really, really bad one. Jeez. That was all Ryan Sitzberger's fault. We'll get to that later. <laughs> it really wasn't. It was my fault, but Sitzberger happened to be like an innocent bystander, and that still has, you know, got a... Yeah, I think he uh, he's still pretty uncomfortable he around me and doesn't know is. how to... Yeah, there's a lot of awkwardness between Ryan and Bird, and he's gone now, so I can say things like that, but... They, yeah, don't put them in a room together. <laughs> well, no, it's definitely not his fault, and I'm it's my sorry fault. that he feels got weirded that out way. by that. Well, he yeah. Ryan was here was here so much. Nah, 
Start at the beginning. Okay, but I'm just really quick. Ryan was here so much. Ryan saw all of these fights. Nobody else on set saw these fights. He didn't see all the fights. No, but he. But but like I said, like also, Ryan was closest to me out of all the people in the crew. Like I mean, yeah, I love Steven and stuff, and we have a good rapport. But like Ryan, I've known Ryan a long time, so we were like friends. So when shit was going bad, he would know. We'd be driving out, and I would talk to him and let him like kind of in. And the moment we got on set, I like. I threw on my smile, and I was like, "Hey, everybody, we're making a movie!" And like seconds before, I'm like, "Ryan, I'm not. I'm not sure my marriage is gonna survive this." Hey, we're on set, everyone. Let's uh, let's set up the angles. Are we all white balanced? You know, and like on mm -hmm. set, I was always happy, and I tried to always be relatively professional. But like Ryan saw a lot of it. So when he came mm -hmm. over, he and you were a little quiet, or I was a little quiet, he knew what was going on. Yeah. Whereas other people were just like, "Oh, okay, let's watch some TV while Max gets his costume together." Those were uncomfortable moments for Ryan, because like when you're on your computer and you're not looking at me, he knows why. And no one else did. First fight. When we crewed up, I had about 30 people who were involved. Really? That many? It was a lot. Like, wow. well, and I'm counting cast too. So I guess okay. the, the problem that I had was with crew, not with cast. Um, so I probably had tw maybe 20. I probably had like 20 crew members. I had a bunch of people who were like, I'll do sound, I'll do camera work, I'll do... Uh, I had like costumers and makeup. Mm -hmm. I had like a bunch of yep. people who wanted to do makeup. Yep. Um, and I had one person in particular who was going to do makeup. Um, she was supposed uh, to be able to do... Special like, effects special makeup. Effects. She could do like prosthetics and she could do scars and like blood effects. Blood effects and like she was going to do a bunch of cool stuff for the flick. Um, but I... Suddenly, kind of, uh, well, to just, yeah, I won't bury the lead. They all vanished. My original crew for Marlin, I ended up working with none of them. Because it means. Steven. No, think about it. Steven wasn't. Oh, no, he was he brought was to us by brought to us else. by someone else. And, and, uh, from the, it was Kelly McCommons. Kelly did not disappear. Like, I'll, I gotta, you know... Just wicked busy. Disclaimer, like, all these fucking assholes just, like, abandoned <laughs> me, those fucking douchebags. Uh, um, I, I think Natalie was there from the beginning. I was too, a little so. mad, but yeah, the, the two people who were there at the beginning who didn't vanish but were just too busy with other stuff, they were, like, totally good people. I have no anger or animosity. The other people I'm a little, I'm a little pissed at because that caused me some problems, but Kelly McCommons and Natalie Berger... Um, on the crew were there from day one and were just too busy to like continue being a, like a major part of it but they they never bailed these other people bailed fucking hard so I um I ended up doing everything mm -hmm. everything like I suddenly like all the art stuff like costuming and things like that I dumped over to you and was like oh my god babe please take care of this please take care of this mm -hmm. um most of which I don't know how to do. So but we she, she it made her along the way. It worked. She made her. She made the best of it. Um, but uh, yeah, the first fight I was trying desperately because everyone had been gone, and I just I don't know anything about special effects makeup. So right. uh, I had tapped. What? Are you fucking dumb? What? I can say her name. It's in okay, North. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, hold on. Uh, first fight. Let's talk about the first fight. Um, I had tapped a, a an NMU student um, who was very good at. I had heard nothing but great things about um, her. She's really good with special effects makeup, and she was into horror. And I went. And mm -hmm. I did meet her once, and mm -hmm. she was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! This is so badass, fucking it!" Yeah. She was super stoked. Um, I gave her like a projected budget, and she that was essentially the last I ever heard from her ever. 
Yeah. I tried to meet with her four times, like four, I think it was four meetings. And it wasn't like she texted me and like, oh, I'm, I'm running a little late or like, oh, I, I can't make it tonight. Mm -hmm. Just nothing. She just never showed. Never showed. Just wouldn't show up. And I'd show up and I'd wait for like 20 minutes or whatever. And then I'd come home and she just wasn't there. And then like, uh, I would email her and be like, hey, we missed meeting. Where, what's up? Let's meet again. And I'd get nothing for days, 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 days. And then suddenly like, hey, let's meet today here. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'd roll up and she wouldn't show. Um, the fourth time I went to, uh, I went to NMU, rolled up, um, hung out for like 20 minutes and Bird and I had been fighting because um, like I said, I had no crew at all. Um, and I, we were about a week away from principal photography starting. Yeah. I had zero people and I was like, I am so fucked. I've got no, I, uh, at that we point- We were frantic. At that point, I almost didn't, I didn't even really have shooters. Like I had met, I think I met with Steven and uh, yeah, I met with Steven like five days before we started shooting or something like that, like a week before we started mm -hmm. shooting. I lost my lead actress like about mm -hmm. a week before we started yep. shooting. And then like I had John, I recast John like the day before I started principal. I didn't have any shoots with that character for a while, but I didn't have like a Jules and I was getting ready to shoot the next day. It was a frantic, frantic time. And uh, I rolled up to NMU, I waited like 20 minutes and this person never showed. But I got a text from Bird. Um, that would basically said like, you don't care about our relationship anymore. You're an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've always been an asshole. You're, you're still an you're, asshole. You're still an asshole. <laughs> Your fascination with assholes is kind of upsetting and disturbing. I don't, oh, this isn't is a, true. this is a really long text message. I mean, you know, like she's, <laughs> it was, and it was very short. It, the actual text was something like, you don't care about us anymore or like. I'm tired of this or something. And it just given what we had been fighting about, that was big. That was like, she just dropped like a cinder block. And then I texted back and I was like, what, what, if, I, what if I play with your asshole? And she's like, oh, oh God. God, what? Didn't we just talk about this in the really first, the long first text message? But, um, <laughs> uh, so I rushed home and was like, okay, fu fuck this. Fuck this chick. I'm not... I'm not going through any more blown off meetings. I'm just gonna do all the effects myself and if it looks like shit, it looks like shit. At this point, I didn't care. And we totally cut off all contact, removed her from Yeah, any took her off the list and all that stuff. And, everything. and I'm not gonna say her name. I did and then I clapped so I could cut the name out, but I'm not gonna say the name, but if you have read the April 10th, 2014 issue of The North Wind. Which probably no one has. Which probably no one has. I'm gonna read just the, what you, just the headline. I'll just, I'll read the, I'll take the name out. I'm going to read you some stuff. <clears throat> well, dude, once I read this, everyone's going to know. Well, they can Google I won't say it anyway. Yeah, I won't be the one to give you the name, but it's not going to be hard to find. Former ASNMU president arrested. NMU public safety arrested former ASNMU president blah, 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 two weeks ago after being charged for embezzling more than $1,000 from ASNMU. You holy shit. So uh, she must have been so busy embezzling that, that she couldn't come and do like the Her blood. schedule is just so full. She was booked. She's like, you know, I should come and meet this director so I can help him with the, the crucifixion but I scene. I steal more money. I have just so much money to steal today. <laughs> uh, does Friday look good to you? Because like Tuesday through Thursday, I'm just going to be busy like robbing these fuckers blind. And that's... It's pretty hectic. It's a pretty hectic embezzly week for me. <laughs> so, like, um, 
I mean, to be, I, I do have to give this, I guess. Um, we are still in the process of investigating the allegations against blah, blah, blah. Someone named New Carl Newmanin, someone's attorney. Yeah, um, anyway, things aren't always what they seem at first. Oh, that's her attorney that's saying this. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think she's already had a hearing and whatnot. Let me... Anyway... Uh, the the person who was supposed to be helping me and who uh, was like you know for like I was going out almost like every uh, every fourth night to just go and sit in a parking lot for twenty minutes. That person was too busy sustaining their criminal empire to work on my <laughs> movie. Her first hearing was actually the day this came out on the tenth. Okay, so, so we can, something there's probably a, those of you at home who care do a little bit of research and tweet me and tell me how this story resolves. Because I can't give you names, but I've given you enough breadcrumbs that you can follow And you probably know anyway if you go to NMU. Yeah, probably. And since the five people who listen to this podcast are all NMU <laughs> students, <laughs> they, they're well aware. They're like, why don't you just say it? You know, why don't you just say it? It's blah, blah, blah. But um, everybody who... She who must not be named. Everybody. <laughs> fucking Vol- I originally had Voldemort as my, <laughs> my fucking makeups advisor. I mean, Ray Fiends, dude. <clears throat> if I could get Ray Fiends to be like... You know, blood effects a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> broken, <laughs> broken ribs a kiss. Okay. Harry Potter. Yeah, that guy smokes way more cigars than me. Ah, Nagini! Nagini! With his lack of nose. Yeah, it's Oh, little, that bothers me so much. fucking, like, super deformed... <laughs> oh, I was gonna say something really tasteless right now, but I'm not going Thank to. I'm gonna rein it back. It. So that was the first fight. I came home, and we sat down, and Bird and I, Bird basically just laid it out for me. Like, look, your head has been too full. <laughs> I can't get that out of my head now. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good Voldemort. But um, she so laid it out. She's like, you're. Oh, don't talk about being on oh asses. Oh my god. Oh god. Stop I, it. I Stop it. Her ass right now. Ew, anyway, ew. Like an apple. Like an apple. We should tell oh, that story. We'll tell that story on not a on not a Marlin special. Well, on just a regular <laughs> Chapman and Robin. We'll get to that. Um, she laid it out. She's like, "Look, Jeez. you're being a selfish prick, a selfish asshole, asshole. But you're a <laughs> you're being a selfish douchebag." And I was like, I, I kind of realized it at that point. Little did we know, like you know, you would continue to be an asshole. Uh, meanwhile, ten miles away, you know, like uh, you know, Robbie Mc. Thief pants was fucking like, <laughs> <laughs> like rolling through, like looking at her watch, like shit. I had a meeting. I totally missed it. Oh well. Here's another five hundred in my coffers. But um, you know what? My coffers. What's Coffer? the coffers? C o f f e r. It's like the place that you put the money. It's a. I think it's a churchy term. The coffer. Oh. Little bit of money in the coffers, Nikki. <laughs> but um. You're such a spaz. Heavy. <laughs> Um, okay. When we finished, that was basically the first fight. You were like, "You're being selfish," and I was like, "You know what? You you're right." We sat and talked about it, and from that point on, I got better. But the fights just got worse. Um, they became more infrequent. We weren't fighting as frequently, but we did have two big bad blowouts. The second fight, just to blast through it really quick, because it, it it wasn't so much about the movie, and it was more about me, but. My behavior, believe me, was heavily influenced by the fact that um, about one a month, about one a month. Yeah. I wonder see, what, I wonder if that has it? to do with anything. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> we need blood for our potion, Jimmy. 
a potion of rage and hatred. Chauvinist. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I told you yesterday that Alice called it her womanly rage, right? Um. Anyway, no <laughs> comment. As no comment. Rage. Um, the second fight. Uh, we fought in the morning, basically because a Bird was like, good morning, and I was like, hey, I just, I did a bunch of, here's some movie stuff, and here, will you put this stuff. on Facebook? Oh and she's God. like, like, had just woken up. And she left to work really mad. And, like, fucking mad mad. Like, no kidding mad. Like, not like, ugh, I'm going to work. But, like, she left, and I was like, she might not come back from work tonight. So I, I called my job, took the day off. I was like, I can't come in at personal reasons. I just, I really cannot. Trust me, believe me, I cannot come in today. Clean the whole house. How did you swing that? They I won't didn't even let use you. use that person's name. <laughs> They're not letting me take off my first wedding anniversary either because it's And they didn't let you take off the day that you proposed to The day to I me. proposed to Bird, I had to go into work. I basically got to work and Brandon Ward was like, I thought you were proposing to Bird today. Um, what the fuck, dude? And I'm like, I couldn't get the day off. He's like, fuck that. Get out of here. And he, like, went over to the manager. Yeah, he just covered for you. Yeah, he went over to the manager, and he's like, give me all Max's tables. And they were like, no, that's against policy. And he's like, he's going to go propose to his girlfriend you, so you can go fuck yourself. He's leaving. And, like, I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? He's like, oh, you got changed. <laughs> Nagini. As, get changed, Nagini. <laughs> That needs to happen more often in a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that voice needs to happen. Yeah. The, the Voldemort voice? Yep. Little yep, yep. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio, Voldemort. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I took the day, I, I managed to get the day off, clean the whole house. It's just what I do, like, when I'm in a, when Bird is really mad at me and I'm in a lot of trouble... I can't uh, disengage or like disassociate myself from the fight. I have to. I'll just, we'll go fast. Um, I have to do something. I can't write. I can't read. I can't. I don't really eat. I'm just it. Like I'm really a bad fighter because I I can't compartmentalize. All I've got is the fight. I mean, Bird goes off and she's all mad, and then she goes. She just works and she's okay. Because usually, what happens after a long day is you come home. I'm an emotional, nervous wreck, like peeing and shivering in the corner, like, and I've scraped up, I've like scratched up all the rugs, I've like, you know, scratched the doors, and I'm like urinating all over the place. And she gets and home and she's like, I'm sorry, babe, we shouldn't have fought. You know, like, you're able to take the fight, see it for what it is, and kind of cast it aside. Well, I'm only mad for such a short, like, really mad for such a short period of yeah, time. Yeah, and then I think like... you're able to be like, you are able to, like, cognize that that was stupid. Mm -hmm. Because I, th I can't remember where I heard it. I think it was on Plus One. Kevin Smith was talking about it. And he's like, there's no... The reason that Jen and I don't fight... I mean, we fight, but the reason that the fights end so quick is mm -hmm. because there are only two outcomes to a fight in a marriage. One, you realize the fight is stupid. You apologize to each other, make up, and deal with the issue. Or two, you get a divorce. And since clearly you're not going to get a divorce, there's no point in fighting. It's right. So I mean, right. and that's probably like I'm not sure exactly how your mind works, but I'm assuming that's pretty close. Like you come home and you're like, "Hey, hon," and I'm like, "Oh, oh sorry, I didn't mean to fight you." <laughs> and you're like, "It smells like piss in here." I'm like, "I peed." 
<laughs> a lot. <laughs> but you know, you think um, he's overacting this, but it's bad. No, he's I, a giant baby. The problem is, is I can't think about the fight. I can only think about you. And until I know that you're okay and you're not mad at me, I'm like a child. I, you should realize this that we've been together this long. That how this works. I get mad, and, and then, then you're okay. Eh. But it's it that uh, for whatever reason I've got this block in my brain, and unless I see mm. that you're not mad at me, I am. My whole the, everything is destroyed. You're, I'm like, the universe is ending today because Bird was mad I didn't do the dishes. I might as well eat a gun. You like it gets to that point where I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, what if I, maybe I should be dead before she gets home. That might make her happier. Um, don't ever, I'm kidding. Don't ever do that. I have way too much to do in my life. Don't you worry about that. But, um, I got books to write, girl. But, uh, well, not, not at the rate I'm going. I haven't written anything in six months. Let's not get okay. back there. That was pretty dark. But, um, second fight, she left. I cleaned everything. And for once... No, twice now. This is the se only the second time I can think of. She got back and things were not okay. She was still pissed. And I was cooking dinner and she went into the bedroom and um, blazing through it. I got to go through everything fast, but this might not do justice to the moment. I had cooked dinner and everything. You've never seen an apartment this clean. I scrubbed the floors. <laughs> I dusted everything. I dusted the things I dusted to make sure that like the dusting was dusted. I did the dishes, I organized the refrigerator, I organized like all our refrigerator magnets and shit, I, oh, it was horrible, um, I mean, it was good, because the apartment was fucking clean, but, <laughs> she got home, and I think that might have been, like, softened you a little when you saw how clean the apartment was, she loves a clean apartment. It's um, not that I like that you clean the apartment. It's that I know you've been so upset that you cleaned day. the apartment. Like yeah. all day. Um, and I, I was cooking chicken and asparagus with like blue cheese on it and stuff. And she came home and just went right by me. Went right to the bedroom. And that doesn't happen usually. If we've been fighting or she's been mad all day, she'll like get home. And I'll kind of follow I her. I come over to you. Or I'll, I'll go to you and be like, hey, how's it going? And you'll be like, I'm sorry we fought. Yeah. Not today. Went straight to the bedroom. Closed the door. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, you, we'd been texting throughout the day, too. Yeah. One of the texts I got, which, Still like, fighting. really fucked me up, was, uh, like, this is a joke of a relationship. I'll mm. never I'll never forget that text, as long as I live. This is a joke of a relationship. That, like, <laughs> oh, my God. That was when I started, like, I'm being bikini! Catch it in your mouth, snake! Ew. Oh, you're so sick. <laughs> You're so messed up. I'm not gay or anything, it's just... No. I thought Nagini was a girl. Is Nagini a boy? Is Nagini a girl? I thought Nagini was a girl. I'm R. Kelly! You don't know about R. Kelly? I'll tell you when we hang up. When we hang up. When, when we, we hang, hang up, up this podcast. <laughs> when we hang it up to dry. Um, and I, Bird went into the bedroom, and I heard her pull out a bag. And I heard her start to open drawers. And I thought she was packing a duffel bag to leave and go, I don't know where, to a friend's house or to a hotel. And uh, I thought, like, in that moment, that's one that I've had two moments in our marriage in my life where I thought that we were that I thought I'd lost her, that I thought that I had been such a dick and so self-centered and so selfish and so like, uh, creatively driven, oh, I guess creatively driven is a good thing, but like, so focused on something I was working on, 
that I'd become that thing that can force, that would force like the woman I love out of my life. And this was one of them. I literally thought that she was leaving. So, you know, when people have give big speeches or like getting ready to propose, they run all the lines in their head. I thought the, I was literally repeating in my head over and over and over as I went toward the door. Let me be in your mouth. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not really. I was like, I, I know that was a pretty heavy moment. I shouldn't have done that, but um, it was baby. Please don't do this. <clears throat> that was another thing I'll never forget. I was running that in my head. Please don't do this. Please don't leave me. And I went in, and she was dressed for the peef, and I was like, Oh God! Which she's, is the gym? She's it's gonna. A gym. It's a gym. Yeah. Oh my God! She's gonna Muay Thai box me to death. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! She's getting prepped to beat me to uh. death, and she doesn't want to do it unless she's in her workout clothes, because she might as well get cardio while she's killing me. Um, but I was like, what, what are you, what, 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 that what, 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 what are you doing, baby? What are you doing? She's like, we're going to the pee. I'm like, can I, can I come with? And she's like, yeah, sure. Why are you doing that voice? I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I dressed up and we all went to the pee. I got in my, uh, my, my tails, tails and top hat. And we went to, uh, we went to the gym. They were closed. And I was like, oh, I'm because fucked. Because it was spring break. I'm fucked. If Bird had been able to work <laughs> out this energy... We could have, we could have made it, but now my marriage is over. Cause that's just how I work. Until Bird, or until Bird says, like, we're okay, things are okay, like, apocalypse. I am living in the apocalypse. It's horrible. I'm a bad fighter. I'm bad. I gotta work on that. Cause I'm, already, I'm a naturally nervous person, and boy, being nervous all day, it ain't good for the nerves. I'll tell you. They get real thin, real fast. Um, on the way home, we would, you know, stopped to get uh, Ron's tacos. Spent the night making like jokes about um, slogans for Ron's tacos, and I think that like it's odd, but we what, came up with some winners. We what should've... actually brought us together again at the end of the fight was Ron's tacos. This isn't your grandmother's taco. That was what like saved my marriage. It's not Ron's your grand tacos. We know you're drunk. We know you're drunk. <laughs> Ron's Tacos, because why the fuck not? <laughs> Just slogans that they should put up on stickers uh. and shit. Um, and we, we got, like, to joking, and we played... One thing that we I think we'll probably end up doing on this podcast, but that we don't do, haven't done yet, is mm -hmm. where we get into, like, we'll go in, we'll tell jokes and then start playing parts and stay in character and just keep going. <laughs> like, like, I'll walk... We One of the things, I was, uh, was going to be, like, the slogan meister, and I walked in with, like, a list, and I'm like... Hi, uh, I'm Max Peters. I got a, I got a few things. Let me just run these by here real quick, Jim. Uh, Ron's Tacos. Why the fuck not? And Bird, <laughs> Bird's like over there, and she'll put on a voice, and she'll be like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "That's really not important at this point. What is important is it's not your grandmother's taco." Isn't that clever? Isn't that clever, Bill? And you're like, "Please leave." Yeah, please, please leave my office. Security. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Before we talk about security, you know. What's more safe than nestling your nose into a taco? And like, you know, anyway, I like, I like playing characters with you. Second fight resolved itself over uh, making jokes about old women's vaginas. Which, that's pretty Class par. Class act. Pretty yep. par for the course for Bird and I. Old women's vaginas. Yeah. But, um, so that was the first two fights, Bird. We are now to your, your portion. Man, I, I didn't interview her again. I talked the whole time. I like, I like to fill space, though. I don't like pauses. So if, if I feel like a story could be told in a more untrue and lying fashion, I'll go for it. All right, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just back off the mic and let her tell about possibly the I, worst fight we've ever had. I remember this one so well, yeah, because it was so incredibly bad. Um, I was at work. We'd probably started fighting before I left. I was at work all day, 
Uh, I might have been asked to stay late or something. I was starving. I hadn't eaten all day. So I texted you at some point and I was like, hey, I'm starving. Can there be dinner when I get home? And, you know, looking back, it seems so stupid that not having dinner was what really set it all off. But just to one second, just to tie in that this is still about Marlon and we're not just like, here's all the times we have ever been pissed at each well, other. Well, um, like, like I said, tensions throughout the last three months in this house have been really high. They still are, but that's because we're moving and not because of Marlon anymore, because that is more or less finished, except for Mariah Rosado, who's not done yet. Um, anyway, anyway, can I continue? Yeah, we've been, we've been shooting, and there was a lot of tension in the house because of, because of uh, shooting, so it's still about Marlon. Go. I got home, and you said, oh yeah, I'll have dinner ready. I got home, and Ryan Sitzberger was here, and you guys were sitting watching Dexter and drinking beer. That much. And I was like, beer. are, hmm? Not beer. We were drinking whiskey when you got home. I swear there were beers. Was that the Guinness night? I, geez, how many nights were there where you guys were just sitting around drinking? A lot. Oh, great. So Six you guys were just sitting around drinking. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, is there dinner? And you're like, oh, baby, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go do that right now. So I went and I got changed out of my work clothes. Yeah. And I came out and you guys had moved from watching Dexter to watching shit on YouTube. Yeah, we were watching. And I was like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. Did you say freaking? We watched, um... Fucking kidding me. We you have to be fucking kidding we me. We watched... We She came out and we were watching Scarface. I think part of what pissed, like, pissed you off was what we were watching. It was Scarface, Just the Swears, and Pulp Fiction, Just the Swears. So she came out... And like her in her head, she's like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck! Where's my fucking dinner?" And what she heard when she came out of the bedroom was, "Fuck, fuck, motherfuck, fuck you, fucking fuck." Yeah, fuck. it and was just nothing but swears. And that was probably pretty irritating. And, uh, and we so were I was drunk like, and... "All right, fine, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get Taco Bell or yeah. whatever." So you know, I went and grabbed my coat and I got my keys. And by that point, you were already gone. Because you were like, oh shit, I have to go do I, something. We didn't I have, have any food dinner. in the house. I told her I was going to go get food and cook food because we had nothing in the house. And I didn't even oh, go. Oh, right. You I didn't, didn't even go didn't get go food. grocery shop. I did yeah. nothing at all. I just sat and watched Dexter and drank. And I, the oh, moment. Oh, you went to buy beer or booze, but you didn't get groceries. No, it, I, I don't think it was Jeez. beer. Unless I had beers here. Because I remember he just got here and we started watching Dexter and making fun of Dexter. Ugh. Um, but yeah, the, the, um, I, we, no, we went to Valley's to get the stuff and we made fake blood that day. And I think he mm. bought, uh, he bought some beers while we were at Valley's, but I didn't get any food. I just bought right. like snack cakes and beer and came home. And she that was probably, like, she's underplaying her pissed a little bit. Like I, I could see I was how livid. fucking mad she was. I could have just. So like I threw my jacket on, threw my shoes on and drove to Econo and just bought like all the stuff to make a really nice dinner and when I got home bird was gone. I wasn't here. Yeah. I uh when I got outside and the car was gone, mm. I just I didn't come back in after that. I sort of stood on the the deck out there for a little while trying to figure out what I was going to do because I didn't want to be here when you got back because I was so mad at you. Yeah. I was so incredibly mad. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> so I um 
I called a friend and I went over to her house. And at some point during our texting, mm -hmm. I, I never told you where I went. I just disappeared. She came and pick, picked me up. Mm -hmm. um, I texted you and I said um, that I was going to find somewhere else to stay. Yeah, she was moving out and we were done. I, uh, I, I came home, I cooked dinner. Sesberger was still here watching Dexter because he didn't want to yeah, leave. Yeah, I just, I just left him here he didn't in our house. He didn't want to leave while the door was unlocked, so he waited for me to get home. Right. And then he, I was like, hey, man, and I, w I knew how mad you were. So I'm like, mm -hmm. she's probably going to come back soon. Please stay here so I don't have to be alone with her because I was scared. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go now. And he left. Yeah. And I, was, I mean, I can't even believe I, I asked him to, him to stay. But um, he bailed. And I cooked dinner. And I texted and texted and called and called and I got nothing, nothing at all for like hours. And now we're like rolling in on like 11 o'clock midnight. And finally I got a text that was like, I'm moving out. And I was like, oh my God. So I went out and looked for her because I thought you might be walking around. Mm -hmm. So I went out, first I went out on foot because I thought she's probably close. And I went to, I know you needed food, went to all the bars nearby, all the restaurants nearby, came home, got the car. I went to everywhere you and I had ever gone together that was memorable because I thought maybe you'd like gone there to like think or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I just drove, I made a grid. I drove all of Marquette, like up and down every street, just like scanning. And then, so that would took about an hour and a half and then I was like, all right, just, I parked the car and I'm like, where would she be right now? If she's, cause she's clearly not out and about. She's not mm -hmm. anywhere with food. She must be at a friend's house. She's on foot. So she's. And I don't have very many friends. So, so I ran through, a pretty short I ran list. through the two friends I know for sure yeah. you have. And I'm like, one lives so in Harvey. Nice. No, you have a lot of friends, but like, I don't know where they live. I know where two of your friends live. So I was like, one lives in Harvey. She's not there. The other one. And I went there. She's downtown, yeah. I went there, walked up the stairs, opened the door. I gotta tell you, man, I don't want to say his name because it'll give away who it is, but the guy, he looked pretty, like, uncomfortable when I walked in. Which he's not anymore. It's funny because now I hang out with him all the time and, like, right. we're really cool. But when he, when I walked in, he was just like, no, dude, run. <laughs> run. These bitches are going to kill you. Um. Well, I... Yeah. I was still mad, but I'd mellowed out quite a bit. You were drinking. <laughs> I, yeah, so. I would have some cider. Alcohol, it fixes all problems. You have sleep. Yeah, still um, got a little bit yeah, of time. Are some. you more or less dressed for work? Um, yeah. So let's just wrap up this, this fight. Um... Let's just wrap up this fight. Oh my God! Thank you so much for bearing with us through all of the like misery cast 2014. But uh, let's finish this. It's honest. It is, so. and it's it's so it is this. There's and no it's, sugarcoating it. It's the story yeah. of Marlon too. Like this podcast, the this series of podcasts is about the movie. But I didn't want to do that thing that some filmmakers do, where they tell the story of their movie but they omit all the shit because. I gotta tell you, I listen to podcasts about making movies, and I, I read books about making movies, I've read biographies. Nobody talks about this stuff. They're all like, oh, this funny thing happened where Jack Nicholson told a joke. It was great. And there was this one moment where Ray Fiends was like, this fucking snake ain't even here. And they're like, dude, in the Voldemort voice, he's like, this fucking snake's not oh even here. <laughs> the boy. You but, yeah, like that voice. I do, much. but like nobody nobody tells you this stuff where it's like, yeah, man, I was making I like 
I made, like, uh, I don't know if this is even true, but, like, Kevin Smith is one of my big filmmaking, like, icons. I love his work ethic. But, like, you never hear him on his podcast, like, I made Clerks too, and it almost ruined my marriage. Like, I almost lost my wife over Clerks 2, and this day-to-day -day stress is insane. He's just like, yeah, and then Jason Mewes took his dick out, ha 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 And maybe it is all fun and games for him, but I didn't, I, I wanted to always, I always wanted to tell the real true story of Marlon. Let's, uh, so this is, these are, these, this is the true harrowing shit. So here, finish that thing off, I'll sign us out, and we can... Uh, next next podcast, we're going to talk about this. I have the note right here. It's The Lows and the Hardships. That should be the title of this one, The Lows and the Hardships. <laughs> next time, um, it is Shooting, 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 The High. And we're going to talk about the highlights of Marlon, the high points. It'll be a five-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about the good times. This was, this. was I wanted to get this out of the way so you didn't. we didn't have to do it again, but uh, hit me with your... The end of this story, but you, I got, I showed up at the apartment. She was that drinking. That was that was pretty much it. We went home. We came home. Probably went just straight to bed. No, we talked. Did we? Yeah, she had more than mm. like she had about twelve ciders, so she doesn't. That remember. is not true. <laughs> Angry Orchard. <laughs> um, we got home, and she, we sat in bed and we talked. We talked until about five in the morning, six in the morning. I'm not even shitting you, dude. We talked until about five. Jeez. And she basically, that was the last big fight we had. And since then, we've just, we've had little nitpicky days, but I think after we survived- so much better. After we yeah. survived that, after we made it through that fight, there was nothing that could hold any water anymore. Cause it was, yeah, I love you, baby. I love you. Um, you know, it'd be shit like, you didn't put gas in the car. And I'm like, <laughs> remember that time that we almost like broke oh. up? Recently, remember that the almost dissolution of our marriage and she'd be like, oh, well, I guess I can put gas in the car. I'm like, yeah, all right. And then I would do it because I remembered what happened last time. I didn't do something like make dinner. I almost, you know, you heard that story. Bird's now brushing her teeth. She's no longer at the table. So I'm assuming that that, I mean, I know I'm assuming that this is the end of all the end of days or no, I'm just the, the end of this podcast. So, um, <laughs> next time. Next time we're gonna talk about the highs. We're gonna talk about the shooting process. I'll give you some, uh, I mean, we heard some pretty harrowing shit today. I'll tell you some funny stories from on set. The time, uh, the time that Ryan thought he was gonna get stabbed by a hobo. Mm. The time that I uh, was drinking a fifth of fake whiskey and speeding and s intentionally swerving all over the road and we passed a state trooper while I had a ba uh, like six ounces of fake cocaine in my pocket. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about. Uh, well, well, we got some funny stories. There's some. There's some funny stories. Um, so we'll do that next time. This was the lows. Next week, the highs. Um, so for Chapman and Robin uh, this week, I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. Holy shit! Holy fuck! <laughs> one day, one day we're gonna get that. Someday we're gonna get it. Let's hear. You want to rehearse it? Holy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should leave it at that. No, let's, uh, There's we gotta sign it off. We gotta sign it off. Alright, right, so for Chapman and Robin, I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. Holy podcast, Chapman. <laughs>